Hi, this is Jundo. Welcome to Tree Leaf. And I want to wag my finger again at certain folks engaging in this debate and great hoo-ha about Sasaki Roshi over at Sweeping Zen. Not that that's not something we need to talk about. We do. But some of the ways that it's being discussed are so foolish, such Zen fools on both sides, on all sides, that I want to wag my finger. And by the way, before anyone says anything, I'm a Zen fool myself. We're all foolish in our own way. Don't think I escape. But I want to point out a few things that are going on there and say, shame on you. First off, the people who engage in hero worship, raising up their guru, not willing to recognize any challenge or criticism of their spiritual hero get real you know we none of us like to hear our heroes challenge but there's such a tendency first to say it must be a lie it must be a conspiracy it must be someone's nefarious intent and then when the rumors are shown to have a basis in truth then we enter the next phase of trying to explain it away the man's sexual predilections and uh, other foibles are a great teaching. His fondling of women is an attempt to open their minds. Baloney. It's an old man with, you know, little sexual peccadillos. Some of them very offensive. We will not recognize it. And then, when we finally do, we might go to the next stage, which is to say, yes, that's true. But it doesn't take away from what a wonderful and thrilling teacher he was who touched so many people's hearts. And you know, that might be true, actually. I give certain benefit of a doubt to some of these teachers to say that, yes, you can be a gifted opener of minds and hearts who, in one corner of your life, had a great failing. It's true. My uncle Robert Mandel was a conductor with the New York Philharmonic for many years. In the 1950s, he was uh, Leonard Bernstein's assistant conductor, I should say. Leonard was a genius. Bernstein was a gifted teacher, a gifted opener of hearts through music, but he also liked to chase my uncle Bob and a lot of the other boys and girls connected to the symphony around the couch and sexually harassed them. Finally, my Uncle Bob had to quit the symphony. Well, here was someone too, gifted, a genius, brilliant, but who had this rather dark side. The same for our spiritual teachers, many of them. It is possible in some cases that the darkness, the failing, is so great that I believe it discounts anything positive they could do. Ada Roshi, someone from all accounts who truly had great insight, touched the hearts of many, opened many minds, was a great and gifted teacher. On the one hand, the degree of the sexual violence, the years of predation, the years of being a serial abuser went to such a degree that I believe it completely discounts and invalidates all the rest. Whether it's reached that point in Sasaki Roshi's case, I don't know. I don't necessarily think so. 
we shall see from all intents and purposes he was and he is truly a gifted and charismatic teacher you see it's not just in Buddhism we see this it's in all religions in the case it's cultish behavior and I, when I say cultish behavior I don't mean a dangerous cult the desire to take our spiritual guru and hero and put them on a pedestal well even in the case for example of, let's say David Koresh or that cult that you know worshipped the UFOs and they all committed suicide there were people who escaped that even after and said yes yes they frankly the teacher was crazy on one part but you didn't know him he was on the other hand perhaps the most wisest of all teachers and gifted and truly spoke for God etc people have blinders they do not want to look in the mirror and see who their teacher really is because they have too much invested too much committed in worshiping their spiritual hero their guru and I understand it there's a wonderful book by Stephen Hine a collection of scholars essays one of which shows that right now the essays of recently deceased and very imperfect teachers such as Maizumi Roshi, Shenyan Trumpa, the process has started of now polishing up the essays removing the warts uh, raising up the image of these people trying to discount the bad side or explain it away it's natural it's happening I'm not saying it's only those teachers Nishijima Roshi too a wonderful human being with some very hard points sometimes and it's natural because we love him because we honor him we uh, want to now that he's off the scene polish up his image a little emphasize the good discount the bad and if you continue it long enough you end up with a golden hero you know I often say that if you went back to the time of the Buddha or the great ancestors I often make a bet on this I'm not going to win it because it's impossible they're dead but if you went back to the time of the Buddha I believe you'd find a little Indian man or Nepalese man who was probably a very beautiful man but probably had some warts and the same for Wei Nung and the same for Dogen because they're dead because so many centuries have passed we've polished up their images that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with who they were or that they weren't gifted teachers I'm sure they were I'm sure they were very charismatic you know so, some people have joked with me and they said you know Jundo you're ruined first off you're not good-looking you don't have a lot of charisma and second off you're on YouTube all the time people can see every day what an ass you are and it's going to be there forever these guys they're dead and so we wrote their biographies after they were dead and no one can remember that sometimes they were asses I think it's true now though let me wag my finger at this other group who say oh you know because there are some teachers with serious foibles serious black sides all Zen teachers are bad baloney you're a fool too or folks who say that uh, all teachers have no value ridiculous first off dozens and dozens hundreds of Buddhist teachers I know are sincere caring dedicated gifted teachers 
who don't fondle their students, who don't have particularly a dark side, human, every one of them, and I'm sure they have their bad habits too, but don't let a few bad apples spoil the whole bunch. We tend to look at these folks like Edo and uh, others and say, you see, all Zen teachers are corrupt. You're a fool if you say that. A fool and you're wrong. The other thing are the people who say, you see, this shows that we have to get rid of all teachers. How stupid. Pardon me for saying this. I don't believe in stupid people, but I believe that people can say stupid things. That's stupid. You do without teachers for anything from learning to dance to learn to play music to medicine to learning to read and write of course not if you go to the martial arts school would you have a school without experienced senpai experienced seniors and teachers of course not so do you think that we should do without experienced people in Buddhism of course not now don't get me wrong it's not a teaching so much as having a spiritual friend. The actual translation of what a teacher is from the Buddhist term is closer to spiritual friend. It's a guide. When my Uncle Bob learned to play the piano and the violin, he had a teacher. But of course the teacher stands on the sidelines, offers pointers, offers guides. You need to learn to play the piano or violin yourself to make beautiful music. Well, in Zen, you need to learn to play the universe itself by yourself to learn to make the beautiful harmony of music. The teacher, the coach, just stands on the sidelines, offers pointers, offers advice, tells you things maybe you can't hear that you need to pay more attention to. That is what a teacher is for. Can you learn to play the violin? Or the piano without a teacher? Of course. Can you become a gifted pianist or violinist without a teacher? Of course. But does that mean that we should do without teachers and the whole institution is corrupt? Baloney. What am I as a teacher? I'm just a guy who was pretty good at playing the piano and someone said, you're a good piano player. You can now reach a point where you should show other people how to play the piano. Why is it different with playing life and the universe and all the Buddhist teachings like the keys. If you say that we don't need Buddhist teachers, why? Why not take advantage of the resource that is offered? And why not recognize that yes, some people are actually good at this thing and can pass on that goodness to the next generation. Why not recognize that some people have some knowledge and training that maybe you don't have and maybe can help you see and open some doors that maybe you don't see? Why reject the resources of teachers? Why? Because they have funny robes? To hell with the robes. Who cares? Take the robes off and see what's behind it. Now, just a couple of last finger baggings. I want to wear the finger a little bit at my friend Adam at Sweeping Zen. Adam, you are doing a tremendous thing and opening doors on these scandals. It's a vital, vital research resource. You are going to make a Zen that is stronger, that is more 
wiser and compassionate for the future by letting us face these things today. Perhaps a little bit on your editorial policy at Sweeping Zen. You should keep a little control over what some people say when it becomes too cruel, too uh, crazy. Okay? I want to shake my finger at the Shearsons. I support what you have done in so many ways. I think you're a little extreme to say that all relationships between teachers and students must be verboten, must be for forbidden, though I understand that we have to be very, 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 very careful in those situations because they are rife for abuse. But the fact of the matter is that some members of the AZTA right now are happily married to people who were their students. Sometimes it happens. And yes, sometimes it goes wrong. And we, for that reason, it must, we must be very, 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 very careful about it. But I want to say to the Shearsons, you did wrong by Brad, and you have not apologized for it, and you should. You described him in ways that are simply not true. Brad Warner is not what you said of him, and why? Would you say such things? That's not anyone who knows his image knows he's a very actually straight-laced, straight-edge fellow. You owe him an apology, and I haven't heard it yet. There's a saying that Zen masters never apologize. I think we sometimes should make an exception for that. Well, anyway, I'm a fool too. We all are. I have things too that are just my own foolishness. And I need to look in a mirror, too, to see that. So it should be for all of us. Shall we sit with that?